Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegriff, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I'm trying to be better. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you listening to this podcast. I hope and pray that this blesses you and enriches you with knowledge that can help you in the process of being a better dad every single day. If I sound winded, it's because I am. <laughs> I, um, I'm a little fatter than I'm used to being. I'm almost to the 200 pound mark. And as I know, some of you are probably like, oh, I was 200 pounds in the eighth grade. Yeah, I know. I get it. Everyone's different, but that's a little much for my liking. And uh, I'm just running around chasing the dogs, ran back upstairs to do this podcast. So not quite in full body sweats. I think I'm going to make it through without having an attack. So we're going to move right on. But um, being a dad is a lot of fun. It really is the best. It's amazing what we can do with our kids that they can be simple things, but the kids love them. It enchants their world. There's this one thing that I did once with Frankie and it evolved into a little bit of a tradition. So we were going out and about and I thought, you know what? Let me do something different. He didn't ask for anything. He didn't request anything. He didn't say he was bored or that he didn't want to be in the car. But I thought, you know what? He's been with me. He's, you know, been a great listener. He's really been a good helper while we were out. Let me do something out of the ordinary and let me make it something that can be fascinating in his perspective. So where we live in our neighborhood, we don't have driveways in the front of our houses. We have an alleyway and everyone parks in the back of the house. That's where the garage is. But we have an alleyway. We have a few actually in the neighborhood, but ours can start way at the other end and just winds all the way through all these houses. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to take him through the alleyway and I'm going to call it the secret way. I said, Frankie, do you want to go the secret way home? He was like, what's the secret way? I was like, all right, bub, get ready for this. So we're going slow through the alley. We really don't see anything special. We see a bunch of fences, some cars parked out in the back, maybe some trash that people have left out. And we get to this one spot where there's like a 20 foot stretch of trees and it looks a little bit like a forest. It's kind of dark. And I was like, and that is a forest right there. So we're driving through the forest on our secret way. It's super enchanted and he loves it. He loves it so much that the next time he was with his mom and I wasn't there, they pulled into the neighborhood and Frankie was like, mom, Go the secret way. Go the secret way home. Well, she didn't know what the secret way was. I never told her. And so she was like, I don't know how to do that. Frankie was disappointed, man. He was so upset. He was like, mom doesn't know the secret way. So the next time we were all together, I was like, okay, let's go the secret way. I'm going to show mommy the secret way so that she can take you if daddy's not here. And Reagan was with us this time. So we go the secret way. And we get to the dark stretch of the trees and we call it the forest. And I'm like, Reagan, look how spooky it is. And she loves the spooky stuff. And so she was super thrilled by that. And we went past it. And nearly every time we come home, we turn into the neighborhood. One of the kids says, can we go the secret way? Can we go the secret way? It's so much fun for them. And all it requires me to do 
is to take an extra two minutes to get back to the house. And some days we're in a rush. Some days we can't do it. But if I have the opportunity to lighten up their world and their day in two minutes, you better believe that I'm going to take it. And so this is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the baby steps. Baby steps that we take every single day to fulfill the goal and the mission. I start every podcast with the same way, and I will always start it the same way because it will always be true. I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I'm trying to be better. I'm not striving for perfection. I'm not trying to be the blameless and the faultless and the guiltless dad who knows all because I realize that I will never be that dad. The reality is no one will ever be that dad. It's not possible. Life is a learning process. This life is full of moments where you get to learn a little bit about yourself, a little bit about other people, a little bit about the world in general, but you're never going to understand it all. You're never going to have an answer for everything. You can talk to the men that you think are brilliant. You can talk with the women that you think are brilliant. And if they're truly brilliant, what they'll tell you is, yeah, I may know a little bit, but I realize that there's much more left for me to learn than what I know currently. Life is a learning adventure. So I know I will never be the perfect dad. You will never be the perfect dad. And I realize that depending on how you approach that, whether the glass is half full or half empty, that can be a little bit discouraging because you think, why would I work for something if I can never obtain it? Well, that's why we're not striving to be the perfect dad. We're just striving to be a better dad every day. And it's easy. And I know it can sound like a little bit of a daunting task because to be a better dad every single day, man, that takes focus. That takes intentionality. And it does. But just because the goal is to be a better dad every day, if you learn something and you make a mistake, if you know, maybe I shouldn't have a temper with my kids. Maybe I should walk into another room before I react, take a few deep breaths, calm down, look at something, do something to get my mind off of whatever it's on, calm myself down, and then go and approach my kids and have a conversation. Talk about it. Don't react. Don't just explode. And if you learn that lesson, that's great. I'm glad you did. But I promise you there's probably going to be another time where even though you know that and even though you try and stay mindful of it, there's going to be a day where everything just aligns. The stars are just in perfect alignment for you to lose it. And it's going to happen. And you're going to be disappointed in yourself. But failures are part of the process. You're going to fail. But the fact that you fail at something means that you are attempting to accomplish something. If you're never trying, you'll never fail. So failure is a part of the process. But it is because you try and because you fail and because you continue to try that you actually succeed and meet the goal. And again, it's not perfection. It's just to be better than you were the day before. Just to strive to be a better dad every single day. And it's accomplished through baby steps. 
It's doing little things, the small things, small efforts repeated over time that are then added to your existing efforts. This will make the transformation. And you're not going to see it immediately. It's like trying to lose weight. So like the last week or two, I've made an effort and the scale hasn't budged. I know I'm not making a great effort, but I thought, man, I've done a little bit. I've done a little bit. It's a little bit of a different routine. I'm trying more. Surely I'll lose an ounce. No, I have not impacted the scales at all. It's a little discouraging, but you will not see results immediately in trying to be a better dad every day. There may be days where you notice it. There may be days where you do something and you catch yourself off guard like, whoa, that was a, that was a great dad moment on my part. I'm going to celebrate. There may be days like that, but there may not, and that's okay. But you know what's remarkable? Well, you may struggle to see that you're becoming a better dad. Your kids will not. And as we simply strive to be better dads every day, where our goal is not perfection, we just want to be a better dad to our kids, your wife, your friends, those who are close to you, your kids especially, they will think, that you're not just a better dad, that you're not just simply their dad, but that you are the greatest and the perfect dad for them. They will view you as the perfect father if you have the goal of just being a little bit better every single day. You will see the imperfections, but they will only be flooded with the good that you're aiming for, and that is what they will see That is what they will remember. It will outshine the bad. And they will think of you as the greatest dad. So do not let your failures derail you. If you lose your temper, that doesn't mean that all hope is lost. We make mistakes. We know right and wrong. But just because we know right and wrong doesn't mean that we always run away from the wrong. There are days where doing the wrong thing just feels right. And it shouldn't be that way, but for some reason it is. And that's okay. It's okay if you mess up. It's okay if you make a mistake. But what we have to do is we have to identify those mistakes. We have to acknowledge those weaknesses. We have to figure out what it is that is wrong, what it is that is a little out of alignment. And that's what we need to work to fix. It's what some people call that third piece of information. So the first piece of information is what you know to be true about yourself, the stuff that you like about yourself. So I know that I can play the piano and I know that sometimes I play the piano and people like it. I know that I can do that. I know that I can do whatever else. That's that first piece of information. Then there's that second piece of information. That's what people know about you that you know that they know about you. So I have some people that come up to me when I have the opportunity to speak in public. They say, you're such a great speaker. And now I don't always think that, but I know that I get that compliment from time to time. You're such a great speaker. You do such a good job. You're like a big executive on that stage. And it's really fun. It's really enjoyable to watch you and to listen to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And that's what I know that some people know about me. But then there's that third piece of information. And this is what other people know about you that you don't even realize about yourself. 
Maybe people think you're a little selfish. Maybe people think you're a little narcissistic. Maybe people think X, Y, Z, and you think nothing of it. This is a really good way to figure this out. So I don't even remember what was said. I don't remember what it was. I just remember in the moment being a little caught off guard and a tad bit frustrated. And I kind of snapped back and I shouldn't have, but I did. I make mistakes too. Like I said, I'm not the perfect dad. I'm just trying to be better. I'm also not the perfect husband, which that's more applicable to what I'm about to tell you. So I did something and I did something in reference to the kids, I think. And my wife said, you do that a lot. And I took offense to it. It's like, I don't do that a lot. I, I do. I do not do that. If it happens, it happens rarely ever. It doesn't happen that much. That's nonsense. I took offense to it. I didn't like it because it was a bad thing about me. And we don't like bad things about ourselves. We like the way that we are. We don't like change. We're already doing things the way that we want to do them. We're being our own person. You know, that's everyone's motto. I'm being me. I'm doing what I do. But she called me out. She said, you do this a lot. And I didn't like it. But what I did after the fact, even though I didn't like it, even though I let my ego get the best of me and derail that conversation, when I was alone, I reflected on what she said. And I thought to myself, do I really do that too much? And that's a good opportunity. If your wife ever tells you or a close friend ever tells you, you know, you do this a lot. Don't get mad about it. I mean, if it's your wife and you want to, you know, play the game like, oh, I don't do that. That's fine. But don't mean it. Don't get put in the doghouse. Okay. Don't take that advice. It's bad advice. Own up to it. Think about it like, okay, I'll think about that. Let me think it through. And if I really do that, then I'll, I'll work to change it. But that's what you should do. When people tell you something about yourself that you don't like, and sometimes it's just going to be absolute baloney. It's, it's not going to be true. But there will be moments where what people say to you that you don't like will be laced with truth. And it's your responsibility to reflect on that and to challenge yourself and to think, do I really do that? Am I really this way? And when you identify those weaknesses, that's when you have the opportunity to work on those weaknesses and be a better dad every single day. And you have to be intentional about this. You have to be intentional. Just because your wife has a kid and you become a dad by default does not mean that you are fully qualified to be a father. Just because you marry a woman and she becomes your wife and you become a husband by default, that does not mean that you are fully equipped and all wise and prepared to be a husband. There is a learning curve. There is an opportunity for growth there because you don't know what you're doing. You're jumping into this new experience with someone else. And the goal is to do it hand in hand, but it's really hard to let go of self and to embrace someone else and to become this new couple, this, this new union of people and to move forward. It's not the easiest thing to do. So you have to be intentional about it. It takes work. There are changes and you have to put in the time and the reflection in order to grow. But the key is to be intentional. If you're focused on being a better dad, it will happen. 
Let me say it one more time. If you're focused on being a better dad every single day, it will happen. It doesn't take much. It can be something as simple as taking your kids through the alleyway to get back to your house and calling it the secret way. If they're young enough to where they love that sense of enchantment, then do something that simple. I take my son Frankie on boys trips and our boys trips are not like, hey, we're going to go fishing or hey, we're going to go out of town or hey, we're going to go eat, you know, big juicy steaks. No, our boys trips are, we're going to go to Costco because we need some stuff for the house. We're going to pick up some really masculine items like broccoli and water, napkins. We might even get some diapers while we're out there being super macho. Those are our boys trips. And I make it a little special. Sometimes I'll take him to Sonic. We'll get a little drink. And that is the coolest thing to him. Sometimes while we're at Costco, maybe I spend a dollar or two and get some ice cream. Maybe we get a slice of pizza. And it's not much. But to him, oh, boys trips are the best. He started doing this thing one day out of the blue. I had never done this before. He just did it. I said, Frankie, you want to go on a boys trip? He was like, boys trip. Yeah, boys trip. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, boys trip. And it was so funny. It was it just in that moment. I just observed how much he loved boys trip. And we're just running errands. We're not doing anything that special. But I had the opportunity to make it special for him. Very easy, simple to do. Just think in this moment, how can I make this a little bit about them? That's all you have to do. Those are the little baby steps that you just have to take. Think about them. Consider them. Be intentional about them. That's what it takes. And listen, don't be afraid to try things that are difficult. Have high hopes that things will go right. Things probably will not go right. You all know that friend Murphy in Murphy's Law. It tends to happen. It tends to follow us. We don't like Murphy, but Murphy lingers. That's just how Murphy is. It happens. But still, have high hopes and try hard things. Let me tell you this. My wife had a work conference, and we were all in Fort Worth. I took the day off to watch the kids. We were in the hotel room, and at that point, it was just Frankie and Reagan. I think there were about one and three at, the, at that time. And I knew that the easy thing for me to do would be to sit on the bed, stay in my PJs, turn the TV on, let them watch the movies, and not really have to pay attention as a dad. I knew that that's what I could do, and they would be fine. They would be happy. My wife would be upset that they just watch TV all day, but that would be the easy way for me to father or not father. So I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something fun for the kids. I had heard about the Fort Worth Zoo. I heard it was supposed to be really good. So I thought, you know what? I've got a stroller. I've only got a single stroller. I don't have the double, but maybe Frankie could walk. Maybe I can hold one of the kids. Let me try and make this work. Let me take the kids to the zoo and see what happens. So that's what I did. I I told Lindsay, I said, I'm going to take the kids to the zoo. And she was like, 
may the odds be ever in your favor because this is <laughs> this is probably not going to go so hot. I was like, no, it's okay. We're going to have fun. We're going to do this. I have high hopes for this adventure that we're going on. So I take the kids to the zoo and it was probably what you expected. It was a little bit chaotic at times. It was Frankie wanted to ride in the stroller. Reagan wanted me to hold her. And then Frankie was like, I want you to hold me. And then Reagan's like, I want to sit in the stroller. Then Frankie wanted to try and walk, but Frankie walks at the speed of nothing. That was fun. I'm like, dude, you have to keep up if you're going to walk with me. You're going to hold my hand or something. And then they both want to try and walk and hold my hand. I'm like, I can't hold both of your hands and push the stroller at the same time. This doesn't work. There were some moments of chaos. But I took a picture after everything was said and done. I was holding Reagan because she wanted me to hold her. Frankie wanted to ride in the stroller. And he passed smooth out. He fell asleep. He didn't see half of the zoo. And then me and Reagan just kind of laughed and smiled and walked a little bit. I was like, you know what? Frankie's asleep. It's getting hot out here. Reagan's happy. We're happy. I asked her if she wanted to leave. She was okay with leaving. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this as an opportunity. And I'm going to bounce. We did. He woke up and he was like, yeah, that was fun. They had, a, they had a good time. But after I went through that slightly chaotic experience, I got back in the car with the kids. I'm like, you know what? That was a little bit crazy, but we had fun. That was fun. And because we did that when COVID hit and everything shut down, I think it was around June or July in 2020 that the Dallas Zoo opened back up and my sister had bought us a... Uh, family pass to that. So we could go whenever we wanted to, but we'd have to pay anything. Whenever it opened in June or July, they sent an email saying, we're going to open back up. You got to wear a mask, which that was great, but you know, you got to wear a mask. And so I was like, you know what, Lindsay, I want to take the kids to the zoo. We've been cramped in the house for far too long. We're going to the zoo. And that became a Saturday tradition for us. I took them to the zoo. I'm not even kidding. Probably every Saturday for five months straight. I don't think we missed a Saturday. We have all these pictures of me and the kids at the zoo. And Lindsay didn't go with us. I think she tried once, but she was pregnant. She was mega pregnant. And we didn't really understand why until Amelia was born and she was 11 pounds, one and a half ounces. Yeah. So she was uber pregnant really early on because Jojo uh, was a big one. Uh, so it was hot summertime. She was like, I'm pregnant, too pregnant. I'm going to just stay home in the, in the air conditioning. I was like, great. You do your thing. Appreciate your service. But I took the kids. We went to the zoo and we love it. We go to the zoo all the time. We have so much fun. But I would have never enjoyed that. I probably would have never enjoyed that had I not tried something difficult with the kids in Fort Worth when they were a little bit younger and tried to take them to the zoo all by myself without all the resources. It was not planned. We didn't have snacks. I didn't have water. I didn't have all the things that would have been nice to have had. I didn't have the double stroller. I didn't really know how we were going to make it through the zoo, but I thought maybe the kids will like this and I will get through this. It is just a matter of thinking about your kids, being intentional in the things that you do, the actions that you take, consider your weaknesses, consider your kids. And if you will be intentional about that, if you will be focused and mindful of, I want to be a better dad today. If you will do that, you will succeed in being a better dad every day. And while you may never be the perfect dad in your eyes, in the eyes of your children, in the eyes of your spouse, you will be the world's greatest dad. So be courageous. Believe the things that you do with your kids will go well. Be intentional. 
and remember that it takes baby steps. You may look at yourself after one day, after one week, after one month, and not see much growth, but give it a year and then look back and see where you used to be as a dad, and I promise you, you'll blow yourself away. You're going to be proud of yourself, and you should be, because if you're being intentional about your kids, if you're being intentional about being a father, you will be their hero. So be courageous, be intentional, focus on them, acknowledge your weaknesses, and strive to be a better dad every single day. This is Fathering Our Future, and I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thanks for being with me, and I hope you will join me next time.